masks have become far too common for us these days in our wardrobe. You know, it's something new that we've had to get used to wearing, even though we've probably never been used to wearing masks before. But are they really new? I'll be really honest, when I think about wearing masks, this is what comes to my mind. Hey, what's up? Some of us are used to wearing masks. Um, I love these things. I bought them down in Mexico a couple times on a mission trip. But the truth is, all of us have worn masks at some times in our life. Maybe right now you're wearing a mask. It might not look this goofy, but you're still wearing a mask. And that's what we want to talk about today. How do we take these masks off? Sometimes we wear masks to hide who we truly are. I like to call those masks of deception. We wear masks to hide our sin and convince people that we've got it all together. You wear a mask to hide your lust, your anger, your selfishness, your greed, your spiritual apathy, your jealousy, or perhaps your complete and total second life. Yet still others of us, at different times maybe even, the same people, we wear another type of mask. We wear masks to protect ourselves. We call those masks of protection. We hurt, so we put on a mask. We want to protect ourselves. We want to keep from getting hurt again. We don't want anybody else to make us feel the way that person or those people made us feel before. And so we try to put on the mask that we're invincible or that we're tough or we don't care what people think or we try to put the mask on to hide our bitterness, our brokenness, our loneliness, our emptiness, or our feeling of never being worthy of love, whether it be love of God or the love of other people. We put these masks on thinking they're gonna protect us and keep us safe. Regardless, we can get so caught up in wearing the masks that we forget exactly who we are. Sometimes we switch masks depending on who we're around and what group of people we're surrounded by. And if we keep that up long enough, we forget who the true person is behind the mask. We don't even know who we truly are anymore because we're so used to switching masks. And if you wear masks long enough, there has to be a point where you feel the strain, the pain, the exhaustion of being basically invisible. The true you can't be seen by anybody because everybody's so used to seeing the masks, they think that's you, whether it be the truth or not. And at least the real you is invisible. People don't know who you are. You believe no one sees, and deep down you think maybe nobody really even cares who you are. And they don't even want to see the real you. But all those are just lies that you and I have to defeat with the truth. The Bible tells us about a woman who felt invisible and lost without a home for her and her soon-to-be son. We see in this story, in Genesis chapter 16, the story of Hagar. She's a servant of Sarai, who's the wife of Abram, who we come to know later as Abraham and Sarah. And God had already told Abraham that he was going to be the father of many nations, but yet here they were in their old age and they hadn't had kids. And so Sarah cooks up a plan to have Hagar, her servant, sleep with her husband, Abram. And that sounds like a great plan, of course. No, it wasn't a good plan. And it, of course, backfires almost instantaneously because even though it was her idea, she ends up getting angry at her husband and at Hagar over the fact that now Hagar is expecting a child and she still doesn't have a child in her advanced years. And so she starts attacking Hagar and Hagar evidently, it sort of seems like in the text that maybe she was sort of getting an attitude and sort of doing something, kind of holding it over Sarai's head, the fact that she was carrying the heir or so she thought of Abram and the promise. 
things get so bad that Hagar decides she's just going to run away to get away from it all. And off she goes, carrying her little child inside of her and just thinks maybe she's going to die. And we pick up in Genesis 16, verse 6. And to give you a little bit of context, it says, Abram replied, look, she is your servant, so deal with her as you see fit. Then Sarah treated Hagar so harshly that she finally ran away. Now, if you read the greater context, you see that Sarah, her boss, was wrong. She created the issue. She had it all come about. She offered for her husband to, to sleep with her servant, which was actually pretty common in those days because she hadn't had a child. And this was technically going to be Sarah's child that uh, is the way it was going to be reckoned or treated. But then she gets angry about it. And it also seems like Hagar gets a little bit carried away with herself too. And isn't that like a lot of life's problems? You know, many times some of the blame is ours and some of the blame is someone else's. And it's sometimes out of our control and then sometimes it's completely in our control. And then sometimes it's just a little bit of both. Sometimes we're affected by things that we had no power over. People hurt us. Sometimes we hurt other people. We create messes for ourselves. And then sometimes there's a mixture of both. Regardless, you feel invisible. You feel like nobody sees. You feel like nobody even truly cares. Whether the mask you're wearing is one of protection or deception, you don't feel seen. You feel invisible. It goes on in verse 7. It says, The angel of the Lord found Hagar beside a spring of water in the wilderness along the road to Shur. The angel said to her, Hagar, Sarai's servant, where have you come from and where are you going? I'm running away from my mistress Sarai, she replied. The angel of the Lord said to her, Return to your mistress and submit to her authority. Then he added, I will give you more descendants than you can count. And then verses 11 and 12 go on to give some of the prophecies about her son that was going to be named Ishmael. And then in verse 13, we pick back up. It says, Therefore Hagar used another name to refer to the Lord who had spoken to her. She said, You are the God who sees me. She also said, Have I truly seen the one who sees me? We see this name, this new name of God, El-Rai. It looks like El-Roy, El-Rai, and God is the one who sees you. He sees me, and Hagar realized that powerful truth. Maybe you felt invisible. Maybe you felt like nobody wants to see you. Maybe you feel like nobody has ever understood you in your life, or that simply nobody cares. Or maybe you've been wearing the mask so long and you don't know if the mask will even come off. Maybe it's just who you are now. Maybe it's just who you have to be. But it doesn't have to be that way. When El Ra'i gets involved, when Jesus steps into the scene, everything changes. Everything changes. Near the end of his ministry, as Jesus looked over Jerusalem, he, get, he sat there and he grieved over what he saw. He saw the way that the people of Jerusalem were, how they had betrayed God so many times and turned their back on him time and time again, and what they were becoming. And it grieved him. It's what, they were gonna, it's what was going to happen to him. And it says in Matthew 23, verse 37, Jesus, full of grief, said, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones God's messengers. How often I've wanted to gather you your children together as a hen protects her chicks beneath her wings, but you wouldn't let me. Jesus was heartbroken knowing he was at the end of his life, knowing he was going to give his life for them and many of them wouldn't even care. 
but yet he wanted to pull them to him, knowing how they put on masks and they ran after other gods and they betrayed him time and time again, and they were gonna continue to do the same thing. And just like Jerusalem, Jesus sees your pain. He sees you in pain, and he sees your brokenness. He sees beyond your masks, and he knows who you are at the center of yourself. He sees past those masks of deception. He sees past those masks of protection. And he sees you and he wants to heal you. He wants to restore you. He wants to make you whole. And he wants to remind you of who you are in Christ or who you can be in Christ if you don't yet know him as Lord and Savior. But are you like Jerusalem? Are you like Jerusalem in the fact that you won't let him fix you? You won't let him heal you? Will you push him away or will you let him draw yourself near to him? What's standing in the way of you taking off your mask today? What's keeping you from allowing Jesus to draw you close to him? What we need to understand is this, that if you're by yourself, if you're not talking with someone about what's going on in your life, it's gonna be incredibly difficult to remove the mask doesn't matter which kind of mask it is, but if you don't have relationships with people here on this earth who are part of the church, who care about your spiritual well-being, then you won't be able to take that mask off. You have to expose it to the light to allow light to shine in on the darkness so the mask can come off. And it's going to be painful. Sometimes it sort of has grown into the skin, so to speak, and it's going to hurt to pull that thing off, but you got to rip it off and you got to let the light shine in. And that's when healing can happen. So you need to be, have relationships with the church. It's not just about Sunday morning. It's about spending time throughout your week conversing with one another. And right now, we've got so many opportunities. We can't be together physically so much, but we still have so many opportunities to look each other in the eye. Maybe it's through a screen, but still, we have that opportunity. We can't make excuses that we don't have a chance to be together with other Christians who can encourage us and help us keep that mask off and help us heal and recover. Because honestly, that's the way that Jesus wants to do it nine times out of 10. Jesus can do anything he wants to do, but most of the time he wants to use his people to do his work of healing and restoration and recovery. His Holy Spirit will do the heavy lifting, but he uses us as his hands and his feet. And so you have to have relationship with other Christians and other people, or you have to become a Christian and then have that relationship. So talk to someone. Just last year in September, there was a bus tour in Iceland and they were touring all sorts of things and the bus stopped to view and go down into a volcanic valley. I've heard it's beautiful. I've always wanted to go to Iceland. And one woman went in and she changed her clothes and came back out. And then they realized that someone was missing from the group. And so they all started to search and panic. They couldn't find one of their tour members and they looked all around and she quickly jumped in to the search and they, they kept repeating the description. This is what the, the woman looks like and they couldn't find her, they couldn't find her. And at 3 a.m., they all realized that the woman who had gone in and changed her clothes was the person that they thought was missing. And she was even helping look for herself. She thought she was looking for somebody else, but she was lost and didn't even know it, so to speak. And that's the way we are a lot of times. Oftentimes we find ourselves lost in life and we don't even recognize ourselves. They gave her a description, but it did, she didn't put two and two together. She had changed clothes, so she wasn't wearing the things that they remembered her wearing. And you and I kind of get caught up in the same thing. We don't recognize ourselves sometimes because we've worn the mask so long, but it's time to take it off and it's time to be healed. But remember this truth, God 
sees you. Even in your brokenness, even in your deception, even in your lies, or even in that mask of protection, he sees you in your pain and he wants to heal you. The scripture says that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And that's comforting to know that Jesus came and died for you, not when you had it all together, not when you had been healed and taken the mask off, but while you were broken, while you were lying, while you were cheating, while you were in pain and hurt from other people's sins. And so for these next few moments, we want you to remember his body and his blood that was broken and his, his blood that was shed for you so you don't have to wear the mask anymore. He paid the price to make you whole, to heal the scars where that mask is gonna come off. So remember what he did for you. He sees you and he loves you more than you could ever understand. You are not invisible anymore. Your masks don't keep you hidden anymore. He sees you and he loves you. Take time and celebrate communion and then join us in worship.